Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castac blog. Enjoy! Crafting with Care, Encountering Human-Plant Relations Through Experiments with Roses Introduction When seen through the experiences and histories of experimentation and care, plants such as roses can bring new insights on the effective and material entanglements of more than human relations. My ethnographic encounter with Mr. Changa, a prominent figure in the world of horticulture and plant nurseries in Pakistan, gives us a glimpse on quote-unquote seeing and being with. Haraway, 1998. Non-human others, such as roses, do foreground the making of social worlds through effect. These encounters show that even through colonial inscriptions on social understandings of nature were marked influences over tastes and attitudes, and attention to nuanced effects, articulations, and values can disrupt the process of creating quote-unquote authentic relations with plants and singular legacies of expertise. Writing against the dominance of an object-oriented ontology in mainstream science and technology narratives, this post follows scholarship that emphasizes an quote-unquote anthropology beyond the human, gone to 2013, to center the connections between plants and humans as not only metaphorical but literal, Site de la Cadena 2010. I'm in love with the rose. When I entered the plant nursery, I saw an elderly man fervently engaged in talking to customers and meting out instructions to other assistants. Rows of ornamental trees, house plants, and various seasonal flowers were arranged in an eye-catching manner. The nursery was buzzing with activity. I was surprised to learn that some of the customers had traveled from as far as Karachi, more than 700 miles away, to Patoki. The city is a hub of wholesale trading for plants in Pakistan, as well as home to more than 100 private nurseries. While Patoki is known as the city of flowers, the Changa nursery is famous for the most coveted flower, the rose. As Mr. Changa declared enthusiastically, there were plenty of nurseries selling mango trees and mulberry, but I was enamored by the rose from day one. As we sat down next to his personal rose garden to talk about the history of Patoki and his work with roses, Mr. Changa was no longer holding a pen and sales slips. Instead, he had brought out some of his favorite books to show us the techniques and climatic zones, for cultivating different varieties of roses. The first edition of David Austin's English Rose, a sacred text for any serious rose grower, according to Mr. Changa, was a cherished companion among his extensive collection of books. This book, book documented the journey of British horticulturalist David Austin, who set a world standard for rose cultivation when he successfully created the English Rose in 1969. Mr. Changa's admiration for David Austin's devotion to the craft and care of roses was not a complacency on colonial systems 
of knowledge, but rather the wonder of experimentation joined with care for the roses he was growing. As Archambault 2016 has proposed, effective encounters occur when, quote, a meeting with someone or with something, end quote, can produce, quote, some sort of effect when it inspires, unsettles, troubles, moves, arouses, motivates, and or impresses, end quote. It was in the same state that Mr. Changa went over descriptions in the book. He took me through marked pages in his collection to show the process and times of Pavanthkari grafting and the potential results on the color, texture, and form of the rose plants. Without any formal education in horticulture or botany, Mr. Changa's journey on experiencing plants came from his schooling in the village. It was there that he learned of different planting practices and different types of soil, such as the bhal mitti, clay soil, halki mitti, light soil, reth mitti, loamy soil, and khalis reth, pure sand. He grew up as a farmer's son in the fertile Indus plains, and even as he marked a different path as a nursery business owner, he found that his roots in Patoki could not be disengaged from his passion for roses. At the same time, Patoki's development as a hub of nurseries is entwined with a historical, political, and capitalist construction on the place of nature. The city is situated next to colonial-era railway tracks and post-colonial road infrastructure that expanded the possibilities of intra-country trade and promotion of Mr. Changa's roses. Patoki's ability to physically sustain such a large number of nurseries and plant farms also comes from its proximity to Punjab's rivers in the fertile Indus plain. Furthermore, the soil that nourished the roses came from riverbeds mixed with kaneki mel, sugarcane left over, and rice ash from the adjoining agriculture fields. However, while the urban sprawl raises concern on the availability of these agricultural residues and soil health, it has spurred the demand and circulation of nursery-grown plants and flowers. The Changa Nursery Farms Rose Specialist is one example of businesses that have taken to social media platforms to expand the potential and circulation of their roses and plants. In these transformative mediations, the rose's beauty came, comes to be prized through its growth, reputation, and fame. Sone Sibhisyada, more than gold. Of the over 200 hybrid varieties produced under his care and supervision, Mr. Changa had named several of them after prominent national figures or events. At the Rose Farm, he took us through several different ones. This one is R. Ilamakbal. This one is August 14. This one is Dr. Iqbal. Mr. Changa explained as he gently cupped the roses by holding them from the bottom center. Roses are widely acclaimed for their aesthetic appeal as well as their symbolic attribution with joy and love. The Desi Gulab, a shocking pink wild rose, is a ubiquitous sight at Pakistani weddings as well as newly covered graves of cherished relatives and friends. Roses are not just visually attractive but an olfactory and gustatory delight for many. In fact, for cosmetic, beauty products, and beverage companies, these qualities of scent and taste alone can become the raison d'etre for roses in their supply chains. Rose extracts can be sold for a couple thousand to several tens of thousands of rupees, whereas rose oils are three times more expensive. 
So companies will count each and every drop that goes into the mixture because the extracts can be more expensive than gold, Mr. Changa explained. On the other hand, the state's lack of interest in financial capacity on resourcing and encouraging local expertise has prompted a constant struggle to be seen. Without a patent, his robes and ideas will not travel the world with the same prestige and recognition that accompanied David Austin's flowers to Pakistan. Yet somehow between, beyond colonial inheritance of commoditizing relations with non-human others and neoliberal governance of globalization, Mr. Changa's and the Rose's effective and material entanglements unsettle singular readings of human-plant relations. Analyzing his multi-decade association with caring for, experimenting, promoting, and cultivating roses, along with the ecological history and constitution of Patoki, show that it is imperative to locate human and more than human social worlds through their quote-unquote collaborative making of the other. Acknowledgements. The author would like to thank Mr. Changa and Mr. Najib for their assistance with this project. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.